Welcome to the Hopcare Take 5 podcast, where we give you five minutes of healthcare stories from the week because you care about healthcare, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. Progress may not come as fast as the most progressive thinkers in our society would hope, but it does still happen. And this week offered another demonstration of the power that consumers and voters still have in our country. And they can have it on the often demonized corporations, the soda corporations, in fact. As our country has searched for answers to the obesity epidemic and beyond that, a desire to simply be more healthy, even if you're not obese, a target that continues to come up are sugar-sweetened beverages. And here is where progress happens. We detect a problem. It's scientifically sound that we're consuming way too many empty calories and sodas. And what happens? We vote with our dollars and soda sales have been in a precipitous decline for the better part of a decade. And so the corporations listen and respond. It's voting with your opinions. It's voting with your dollars. And it's the cause of very real change. If you complain about Walmart taking over towns and then shop there, change is not going to happen. If you complain about an obesity epidemic and you cut down on soda consumption, change will happen. These corporations need to make money. They're going to give people what people want. And if it's less calories in beverages, then that's what it will be. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and Dr. Pepper Snapple Group will work together to cut beverage calories in the American diet by 20% by 2025 by promoting more water and low calorie drinks along with smaller portions. Speaking of change, next year consumers are going to have more health insurance options, about 25% more, on both the state exchanges and the federally run healthcare.gov exchange. This could be happening because so many people signed up last year and the overwhelming majority of them paid their premiums on time. Insurance companies are now seeing this as a more legitimate way to increase revenues. It could also be because some of these companies wanted to sit out the first year and just get a better understanding of how to offer insurance plans on the exchanges. Whatever the reason, this is a win for consumers. More choices when it comes to healthcare in general, including insurance, is a good thing. Now, we're still not there yet with having the best language so that consumers can truly understand the difference between plans, but more is better in this instance. And do remember that enrollment for 2015, enrollment for insurance, the time when you can sign up for a new insurance plan begins November 15th and ends in the middle of February. I always chuckle a little bit every week when the mandatory let's question exercise study drops because it does feel like every week there's something that comes out. Are we, are we exercising too hard? Are we exercising in the wrong way? I see this as questioning the type of vegetables we're eating. Yes, I guess it's interesting. But we really don't need to give anybody any reason to be exercising less. That is not an issue we have in our country. With that said, I have personally thought for some time that there was a lot of good science questioning 
long distance running, running in general, and what it did for our joints. This week, I came across something that made me reconsider that. It's not a new study, but I thought it was worth sharing. Apparently, some five years ago, there began a series of studies that started to debunk this myth that running was bad. These studies have shown that runners' joints and bones are actually healthier than average. And how about this? One of the most important studies, and again, this study came out in 2008. I know, I totally missed it, but uh, it seems good enough to share with you now. It showed that running or other forms of vigorous exercise postponed disability by 16 years and death by 7 to 9 years. So yeah, keep exercising. Another thing we seem to see every week is some crazy high hospital bill. And one of the reasons for that is that out-of-network providers will be brought in as specialists to help with patient care, even though the patient doesn't know what's out-of-network. A New York law will go into effect this March that will require patients to be notified if out-of-network service is being given to them and what the cost of that will be. Hopcare.com.